0: All right, are you ready for the the word? Shall we read from Philippians chapter 2, verse 12? Shall we do it? Let's go. So then, my dear ones, just as you have always obeyed my instructions with enthusiasm, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation, that is, cultivate it, bring it to full effect, actively pursue spiritual maturity with awe-inspired fear and trembling, using serious caution and critical self-evaluation to avoid anything that might offend God or discredit the name of Christ. Amen. Woo! an exciting day. You guys have already been told, man, there's something God has for us. Woo! Thank you so much, Creative Arts. You set the stage for the Word of God. Well, my name is Pastor Fighter. Woo! And I am pastor in Club A12. That's our high school ministry. Yeah. And I just want to start by saying what an honor it is for me that I get to grace this stage. And be given the opportunity to share the word of God with you today. And this is all thanks to Pastor Don and Miss Amy Maze. Thank you so, so much for this opportunity. And because we are thanking people, let me give a big up to my number ones, my wife and my kids. Yeah. As well as to, guys, we we only do this once a year. so. (laughs) So let me just take a moment, church, and big up. And shout out to Club A12. And just to say this, my wife and I are so privileged. We are so honored that we get to lead you. We are so proud of you, Clubbers. We are so proud of you, Club A12. Amen. Well, I pray that this session blesses you as we hear what God has for us today. So are you ready to get into it? Let's do this. Well, as we have been doing all year long, we've been talking about the year of renewal. And as soon as it began, I I told God, Lord, there are some areas that I want renewal. And if you can remember, Pastor Don described renewal or to be renewed as to revitalize and return to a state, to, uh, to return to a fresh and invigorating state. He also said, Renew means to re-establish something on a new, usually improved basis. So I quickly realized that this is an opportunity for me to be critically evaluated by the Lord. That my salvation would be critically evaluated against what scripture says. And I had to question myself and I ask: would it be possible to re-establish my salvation on a new, improved basis? How do I keep my salvation revitalized in my life? So, today, let's look at our salvation. And using a contrast with real life, let's learn how to be renewed to work it out. Amen? Okay. Ah, So... (laughs) I have I have I have news to break. About 10 weeks ago, I started working out. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't show that much but, you know, you know what? Yeah, just yeah, ride along with me. And I want to share some things that I've I've learned from this decision that has radically altered my life. And from Philippians chapter 2, verse 11 and 12, and using my workout regime, I want to draw a parallel. You had my regime. Guys, I'm so sorry. I'm still a beginner. Those words are just to hype you up. (laughs) But I'm learning a new way on how to actively pursue spiritual maturity as Philippians chapter 2 said, and I'm doing it with serious caution that I may not offend God or discredit the name of Christ. So one of the things that God told me, because man, immediately I started working out, God would start telling me things, like literally putting things in my heart as I worked out. I knew, man, this is awesome, God, I'll keep doing this. And so as I started working out, God told me, first thing, The process is as important as the product. If you want good results, you have to pay attention to the process of the workout. Now, I have to give you a backstory because there's an inspiration to me starting to work out, right? So, I started working out because I wanted a certain product. I wanted certain results. (laughs) You know, I wanted a certain outcome. Let me give you three. The first one, my side profile. Let me just stand there. I just needed God to shrink my side profile. Just you can see still a work in progress. We're still still doing, we're still going, we're still going. But secondly, I learned that working out can help me get rid of my allergies. Right? Now, my allergies would, would wake up at night and I say I used to when, when it's time to go to sleep to sleep, sorry, I would breathe very heavily when I'm asleep. My my wife and my daughter call it snoring, but hey, who's talking semantics here? You know? I mean, that's not what you're talking about today. My breathing, I just wanted to get rid of those breathing. There is once my daughter literally said, Dad, you wake me up. I said, There is no way I wake you up. She said, like, Dad, when I'm sleeping in my room, I hear you and I wake up. I was like, okay, we are starting to work out. And the last thing, the third thing I wanted to do is I wanted to be a present dad for my children. Working out kept giving me energy levels that were high. So after work, I wouldn't go and ask my kids, give me a few minutes, let me rest. No, no, I'd come home energetic for my children. And I have made it a point that even when they grow up, I will be as energetic with them. When they go to teenagehood, when they go to the young adulting and they are running, I will be there with them. And I just needed that to happen. But as I started working out, I realized very fast that everything matters. It's not just about doing the exercise. My water intake went high. Man, guys, before that, the only water intake I had was my tea—was the water in my tea. For real. The other thing that had to change was my diet, and I have witnesses. I don't take sugar as much anymore. As much. And lastly, guys, <laughs> so some things had to change. They're still changing. I am a work in progress. It's the process. It's not the product, right? Yes, thank you. <laughs> and my, my habits had to change. I had to create time to work it out. I had to make time. So I started waking up at 4.30 to be able to get to work out so that I can continue with my day. I know, right? So... <laughs> And all of it affects, all of it affects as I work out this process. It, is, it all matters to you and to I. Working out our salvation should be what we do everywhere. Whether you are at work or you're in school, whether you're a manager or you're a student, whether you're a parent or you're a child, whether you are with friends or you are on the socials, working out our salvation should be everywhere. As you can see, those workouts are instrumental. As I told you with the push-up, they're instrumental. They work out certain muscles in your body. The same way, if we keep working out our salvation, various areas in our spiritual life will experience growth. As we desire this growth in our salvation, it is imperative, and I'd say again, that you remember the process is as important as the product. The process demands that you pay attention to the details and not just the outcome. It requires that you focus on how you do the exercise in order to get the best results and achieve optimum progress. Now, as we concentrate on the process, I want us to please pay attention to these three areas. Are you ready? Area number one, every rep counts or you can say focus on the daily now my arms are not the biggest they're not the the, the widest so when it was time for me to do, to do the push-ups the push-ups felt sorry for my arms like i'm doing the i'm the push i'm like ooh, will this guy make it and when I started getting, when I started working out and doing push-ups, when I'd get to number six, I'd keep thinking, I have nine more to go. Seven, eight more to go. Eight, I, I won't make it. And it was so easy to give up when I lost the count. When I kept thinking, how many more do I have to go? So as I'm doing the push-up, God spoke to my heart so clearly and said, fights or pastor fighter, just focus on the number that you are on. Just do number eight. Just do number nine. Just do number ten. Church, salvation is a daily walk. There are many areas in our lives that God needs to deal with. And God will lead us into freedom in each of these areas as we obey him on a daily basis. Hebrews chapter four, verse seven, from the part B says, Today, if you hear his voice, Do not harden your hearts. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. If his voice beckons you to repent, repent today. If he calls you to forgive your friend, forgive your friend today. If he demands you honor your parents, honor your parents today. If his voice requires you to make amends with your authority, go apologize today. Let's not wait. Put off what we need to do today for another day. Also, may we not look at what salvation entails and get so overwhelmed thinking there's no way we can do all we need to do and still stay saved. Scripture in various areas teaches us that growth is often gradual. For example, Romans chapter five verse three, Paul says, "I rejoice in my tribulation, for tribulation creates perseverance, and my perseverance creates character, and character brings me hope, and hope shall not disappoint." So today, man, if all your if your number eight is perseverance, perseverance, that's all, man. Number nine, character, that's cool. Number ten, hope, man. It shall not disappoint. Focus on the daily and you will see the results that you are after. Area number two, form is key. Or you can say, doing the right thing the right way. Okay? The squat is very effective for your quadriceps. Okay, quadriceps are four muscles that are quadriceps. Okay, nice. Quadriceps. You can say quadriceps. It it depends on where you're coming from. So the idea for your quadriceps is that you have to do the squat, as you can remember me telling Pastor Nelson and Udi, your arms have to be out for balance, right? Your back has to be straight, so that you don't injure your back, and your feet should be at an angle. So when I started, squats are on, on a daily routine for my workout schedule. So when I would go down, I kept feeling a pain in my knees, only to figure out, after I watched how it's supposed to be done, if you put your feet straight and you go down, you hurt your knees. When you put your feet across, or at an angle a bit, you actually work out the quadricep. So it is so important that you're paying attention to your form. An article I read on form said, proper form helps you work out more efficiently so that you can use your extra energy for the push rather than wasted movements. Improper form may mean you're targeting unintended muscles or muscle groups, thus potentially causing damage to them. The better your form, the better your results. The better you run faster, lift more, and jump higher. It is imperative that in our salvation, that you just don't do what you are asked, but you do what you are asked the right way. Matthew chapter 5 verse 23 and 24 says, therefore, if you're presenting your offering upon the altar, and there remember your brother has something against you, leave your offering there before the altar and go. First, be reconciled to your brother and then come back and present your offering. God's saying, you want to do it? You want to bring my offering? Do it the right way. Come the right way. Make sure you've dealt with everything that needs to be dealt with. Then come. As you can see, Salvation is not just about doing the right thing. It's about doing it the right way. Now, bad form could look something like this. You're coming to church to tick a box. Or to fulfill all righteousness. You don't come to church anymore with the attitude of David. I will enter his courts with thanksgiving. I will come into his gates with thanksgiving. I'll enter his courts with praise. You don't have the attitude of David. You don't have the heart of Hannah anymore. Where Hannah would come to the temple to cry out, Lord! What do you have for me? You stopped coming to church like that. You stopped coming to church like the early church who came to church from Acts chapter 2 to fellowship with other believers. What happened? Bad form is when you come to church to just tick a box. Bad form could look like serving your spouse only because something happened between you and now you have a point to prove. If you're as guilty as I am, please, you know, yeah. When you know, there's a point you need to prove. But the only way you prove it is by being Christian. So you serve them. And Yes, just so you know, I'm being kind and I was right. (laughs) Or bad form could be your authority, your boss, maybe your parents or your leaders in church ask you to do something. And you do it. But in the process, you are spreading bitterness. You're spreading resentment. All along the way. So you may be obeying. But in the process you are causing damage to yourself. And to others. Ladies and gentlemen. Check your form. And ensure that the Christ. You claim is the Christ. You are portraying. Amen. Area number three. Oxygen is everything. Or better yet. Rely. On the Holy Spirit. Now, listen. Bappies can easily take your breath away. Pastor Nelson and Udi can attest. That when you jump up. And you have to do a push up. Every rep. It will need your intake of oxygen. Before, whilst, and after. Every exercise. and And you jump as high as you can. Come down. You have to keep up with your breathing. Why is oxygen so important? Get this. Another article I read was saying, during exercise, your muscles are hard at work. Your breathing and heart rate increase, pulling more oxygen into the bloodstream. As you exercise, the oxygen that reaches your muscle converts available glucose into ATP, adenosine triphosphate. I just put it out there to look like I know what I'm saying. But anyway, ATP is just an energy-producing molecule. So Oxygen converts glucose into energy so that you can complete your workout. We need oxygen to complete our workout. In salvation, we also need help to work out our salvation. And that help has been provided. The root word for the Holy Spirit is the word ruach. And the word ruach in Hebrew means breath, means wind our oxygen in working out our salvation is the holy spirit it is no wonder that after philippians chapter 2 verse 12 we are asked to work out our salvation paul continues with verse 13 of philippians 2 and he says for it is not your strength but it is god who is actively at work in you both to will and to work that is strengthening energizing and creating in you the longing and ability to fulfill your purpose for his good pleasure the bible also says in ezekiel chapter 36 verse 27 i will put my spirit in you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my ordinances and do them to effectively work out our salvation it is clear we cannot do it in our own strength Just like we need oxygen for our natural workout, we need the Holy Spirit to work out our salvation in fear and trembling. Last week, Pastor John made such a great comment. He said, Jesus did not allow his disciples to go into the world without first making sure they were endued with power from the Holy Ghost. The same is what is being said here in Ezekiel and Philippians. God is enabling me to focus on my daily walk, to help me do the right thing the right way by giving me his spirit to be able to walk out every day in my salvation. How does he do this? John chapter 16 verse 8, he says, when he comes, that's the spirit, he will convict the world about sin, about righteousness, and about judgment. The The spirit helps us daily by showing us what we should not do. He convicts us of sin. He shows us what we should do, convicts us of righteousness. And he shows us what will happen when we don't do what we are supposed to do, judgment. And that's how the spirit works in our life on a daily basis. So remember this. I'm taking in oxygen before, during, and after my burpees. So during that stressful moment at work, breathe. Breathe. When there is pressure on you to compromise, breathe. When you're about to take out your anger on your children, breathe. Constantly access the Holy Ghost and He and His leading and He will not fail you. Amen? Well, in conclusion, good family, let's just take time to self-evaluate our walk with Christ. Making sure that every repetition is counting. That we are focusing on daily growth, Making sure that our form is key. That we are doing the right thing the right way. Amen? And lastly, make sure that your oxygen is everything. We are relying on the Holy Spirit every step of the way. Every morning, at lunchtime, in the evening. We are relying on the Holy Spirit. Bless you, church. Thank you so much. Well, I'd like us to all stand, please. And I know we might be in different stages in walking out and working out our salvation. You may be at the start. You may be struggling in your salvation or you may be thriving in your salvation. And I just want to take a moment And pray, pray for us, pray for that strength, pray for that reliance on the Holy Spirit as we learned last week. So let's pray together, church. Father, we come before you, Jesus. And Lord, we have to first say thank you. Thank you that you're not leaving us on our own. Thank you that you're strengthening us By giving us the Spirit of God. The Bible says in John chapter 16 that you give us your Spirit, that He would lead and guide us into every truth. Father, I pray a blessing on your people, that you would help them supernaturally, encourage, my God, be with them. That they would know, my God, that they are not doing this work of salvation on their own. There is a helper. And he is able to take them all the way to eternity. And that is you, Holy Spirit. May we surrender ourselves to your dealings on a daily basis. Lord, we pray that as we walk this out, our spiritual walk in salvation is being renewed day by day. In Jesus' name we pray and believe. Amen and amen. Well, church, it was such an honor to just spend a few minutes with you. May you go and be victorious to work it out. Bless you, church. Have an amazing week ahead.